Hello, and welcome to Inside the HR Office, an Employers Resource Association podcast, where every episode, ERA leaders get together with experts around the human resources industry to talk about hot topics in the space. Let's listen in. Hello, and welcome back to Employers Resource Association's podcast, Inside the HR Office. I'm Amanda Mosteller, your host for today's episode. We will be back with part two of the 10 Things to Know About the Great Resignation, an interview between myself and Michael Denisoff soon. But for today, I really wanted to focus on a topic that has been buzzing around in my head for the last year. How are we going to onboard the next generation? This topic is something I've been thinking about ever since I went to a conference last year where the keynote asked us a simple question that rocked my world. He said, are you ready to develop a generation that doesn't know a world where you can't talk to a smart device in a room to get your answer, get things delivered for you, take actions on your behalf, like turning on or off the lights and the TV, a generation who are learning in school through multiple mediums that are not a teacher standing in front of a classroom teaching a class together, a generation who relies on their peers for learning more so than ever before. And I sat there and thought, no, (laughs) no, I'm not ready. And I'm pretty sure most organizations are not ready. I don't know a world where you don't know that you can't do that. I grew up in a world before cell phones and before internet. We didn't have any of that. Before streaming and on-demand channels and cable. I grew up in a world where I had to make sure I was by the TV if we wanted to watch something. I had to make sure that I knew the Dewey Decimal System. I had to make sure I knew how to find things in the library, pulling out those crazy cards to go get the books and source my information that way. This is a generation that doesn't do any of that. (laughs) So I started watching my children, the perfect Gen Alpha focus group. They are both right in that generation, born in 2010. And I've seen that they learn through a variety of on-demand mediums and more often through social learning. Their peers share something when they need help with something. There's an interactive board for their classrooms when classmates share resources relevant to projects that they're all working on. They search for social influencers. Yes, I know, the dreaded TikTok to find information to help bolster their thoughts on something. They ask Siri all the time for the answers. When my son needs to know how to spell something, he'll start to ask me, then say, never mind, and start typing it in and say, there it is, and click on predictive text. It's in one way terrifying because I feel like he's not learning, but really figuring out that they have resources at their fingertips that we never had, and they're just learning in an extremely different way. But it's mostly through social learning or AI or technology Rarely is it a person telling them information and them jotting notes down. So I started to ask myself, how do we prepare for this generation to enter into our teams? 
they're not going to come into our workplace and have us teach them for a week with learner's manuals saying, fill in the blanks, take notes, it'll help you remember. When you wonder, go pull that learner's manual off the shelf. That's not how they learn. Traditional development avenues will be foreign learning strategies to these young adults, and we will be woefully unequipped to support them if we don't act now. And it's been keeping me up at night, everyone. I cannot stress enough how much I'm like, we are not ready. <laughs> so I really have been thinking over this past year, after I got past my, no, we're not ready, uh, what are we going to do <laughs> um, mindset to say, all right, what can we do? And I've really come up with three strategies that I think you can start working with today to be ready when Gen Alpha, that's the name of this generation that were born in 2010 and on, when they come and are sitting in the seats of your new employee orientation. So here's three things you can do to leverage social learning strategies and things that they're learning today, how to find information and utilize it that will actually really lessen the burden on a lot of your facilitators and uh, increase your resource bandwidth to do a lot of other things. So here's three strategies that I think you can put into place tomorrow well, okay, there's going to be policies needing to be written around these, so maybe not tomorrow, but some strategies that are at our fingertips now. I'm not telling you to do anything that's going to cost money. So these are things that you can probably do. You probably have those resources in your hot little hands right now, and it's just never dawned on us to use them in this way. The first one, a lot of organizations have started doing in terms of employee handbooks now, and I'm saying let's expand that. So that first strategy is searchable resource banks for FAQs related to the three areas of onboarding. Don't rely on classroom-based growth. Don't rely on 100% on-demand e-learning options either because that's not really what they're using a lot to learn. Instead, utilize SharePoint, Google Docs, or whatever your intranet site for your organization utilizes uh, even Salesforce, if you have a CRM or Absorb or any of your LMS elements within your HRIS systems that can have documents as well. So whatever your knowledge management system might be. But utilize those to create a resource bank of information related to the company, related to your commonly used systems, and related to the job roles within your organization to provide easy to search and share sources of information. Equip your leadership to support navigating these team members to important ones and teaching them how to source the information they need. And then add a cadence of bringing pertinent information up to discuss in weekly one-on-ones throughout their first 90 days. You'll be amazed at how self-sufficient these new team members will be about making these conversations intentional to connect the dots. That'll support these individuals in cementing the information and how to access it in their minds. So what I'm describing here is taking what you may already be doing in clickable policy books where the table of contents, if you wanna to go to that policy, you click a hyperlink and it takes you right to that piece of information and expand that. Because this is a generation that when they need to find the information, they really do go out on their own. 
they don't come asking adults how to find it. This is a generation that isn't going to want to have to go search through a book to find something. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm serious. They don't want to have to do that. What they would love it if you connected it somehow to their phone so they could ask Siri. But <laughs> um, some of these organizations, you guys probably know how to do that. Not all of us do. But even finding something where they just start typing in the word in the intranet section and all the articles related to it pop up so that they can source the information themselves. They're really big on that in the moment learning. Make it something that a smartphone can use. So if you have an HRIS system that has an app, do that. If your intranet is utilizing SharePoint, make sure when your new team members are joining your organization, they are downloading Office 365 apps to their phone so that they can source these information pieces through their phone because that's what they're going to want to do. But this is something that, again, depending on what system you all might use, is simple to do. And it's expanding beyond employee handbooks. And it's starting to take the elements of learning that you're teaching in the classroom or through an on-demand modality like an e-learning where they're still having to sit, set aside time and watch it, which they don't like to do, <laughs> and finding a way to source it themselves. Then they're going to get connected with their peers. And when they say, gosh, I wish that there was some quick you know, user guide on how to do X, Y, or Z, a peer can be like, oh yeah, it's right here and text them the link to the thing. So you that strategy number one is utilizing your um, intranet site, your systems that you most likely already have in place for HR policies and information and broadening that to development and to uh, making sure that those areas that are typical for onboarding and onboarding your new team members to the company, to the systems that your organization uses, and to their job role. So if you focus in those three areas, you can start to pull together a really great resource bank that by the time uh, Gen Alpha turns 18 and starts coming into the work world after high school, which is in a mere six years, gang, <laughs> My kids will be graduating high school. They have six years left and they will be in the workplace potentially. Um, this is one way that they will think, wow, what a modern, well, they won't even think it's modern. They'll expect it. <laughs> so an expected learning strategy that's available. Learning strategy number two, creating social learning pages. So whether you use WebEx Teams, Microsoft Teams, Google Hangouts, Slack, whichever ones I don't even know about <laughs> that are out there, whatever social connection platform may be used in your organization already, you have a ready to roll out social learning platform. So create channels, that's what they call it in Microsoft Teams. I know that for most organizations, when I ask if they have Teams, they say yes. Um, and you might use something else. It might be a Hangout Room uh, if your organization uses Google Hangouts. Um, but you're going to create a page related to the topic that should be focused on, such as living our core values, communication skills, rocking your role, leadership traits, etc. Now, yes, let's answer the question now. You will need to create acceptable use policies, and most likely <laughs> there's going to be someone some role or roles 
in your organization where you're going to have to add to their job description that they monitor the channels to ensure these policies are being followed. But other than that, you're allowing your team members to share their knowledge, leveraging this social learning theory to its core, which is people learning from one another, not through structured learning, not through intentional agendas and calendars. Social learning is all about learning from one another's knowledge, from one another's expertise, from one another's experiences. So you're creating this virtual space that's for that. And then now that you're leveraging the theory to its core and creating a space for team members to share their knowledge, expertise, and experience with other team members, you're really creating a culture that embraces and create social learning. We know that this is how learning is happening for the next generation coming into the workforce. And you have an opportunity to have this culture developed. So by the time, six years from now, when they are graduating high school and potentially entering the workforce, workforce excuse me, full time, this culture is already there. Because again, this isn't something they're going to view as modern. This is something they're expecting organizations to have because it's how they're learning right now. Interactive blackboards on their teams that their their classrooms all have access to. I watch my kids who have an app called Schoology and I meant many parents thanks to the pandemic and all of our at-home learning probably got really used to Schoology. Schoology has boards and and pages where I see them sharing things with one another as they're working on projects and they'll say, "Hey, here's a great resource that helped me with this, you know, history project. Um, and my son, half the time I'm going, let's make sure that's reliable. <laughs> so sure, there's some of that. Um, but really, that's how they're researching things. They're sharing with one another. The amount of group chats that he's a part of, where they are sharing videos and links and things like that is, is I, I can't even keep track of how many different things he's on. So I know this is something they expect and schools are creating that space for them now. And so they would assume that their company, their employers would create that space for them too. So that is another way. Now, ways to make these things intentional, again, culture and really making things work as your development strategy. I don't want these things to be suggested to you as just another thing to do. If you wanna do this and you wanna make it a strategy, that means you have to be intentional about it. Creating this space is only part of this strategy to make it impactful. The other part is again, empowering your leaders to have ways to connect the dots and share things. So this isn't as frequent as you know, the first 90 days, one-on-ones where they ask, did you find that one resource in the resource bank? This might be something more like once a month, it's an agenda item in a team meeting where they ask, has anyone found, shared or learned anything interesting in the company learning spaces that they want everyone else to know about? Most likely, a lot of those folks on your teams who prefer to learn this way will have already seen it. But we also know we have teams diverse in generations. And so some folks might not be as used to going to something like this to find information. And so connecting it to these team meetings gives people an opportunity to share what they learned 
and drives their team members to these channels, to these spaces. And that opens up a conversation amongst team members when leaders are saying, what did you learn that was interesting? Team members are sharing what they learned that was interesting and others are starting to ask questions about it. And the leader can say, why was that interesting? How do you think we could impl implement that into your role, into our team, into the organization? What do you wanna do with this information? It's really driving that next step because learning can't be, I just read the information and I found it cool. That's learning. Where's the development? Development means putting it into action, seeing what works, talking about why it didn't work um, and things like that. So it will be that second piece that you wanna equip your leaders with. But step one is creating the spaces in and of themselves. So utilizing your social connection platforms like Microsoft Teams, Google Hangouts, WebEx Teams, Slack, whatever the other ones are that I don't even know about. And creating learning channels is what I'm calling them, but you can call them whatever you want um, on specific topics with policies and monitoring and all of that fun stuff to make it something that can work um, is going to create a space for folks to share and learn from one another. My final strategy, and this is one that I actually really think is really cool because I know you can do this um, and it's a way to really leverage your influencers within your organization. Internal YouTube channels. Yes, you heard me right. Create a private internal only YouTube channel for your employees. So only people that have the link and you can even equip them with passwords uh, to have everyone make a password to get into it but only people that you directly send the link to can get access to the YouTube channel, but they can find them through their app of YouTube on their phones. We all know as much of this learning that can be done on the phone is what this generation's really looking for and all the generations to come. But here's why this is fantastic. You do not need a full production company for your organization to have meaningful video content available for folks. In fact, I would say don't do that. <laughs> what you need is people that have earbuds or some sort of great audio recording and a phone. That's all they need. Um, and what you can do is create spaces for your influencers to share. Now again, yes, you're going to need to write a policy. And for this, you're probably also going to need to write some processes and procedures around content approval, creation, uploading, uh, things like that. But imagine creating a space where your company's influencers can share their knowledge in an easy way with the rest of their team members in a way that doesn't mean I need to take you out of the field, bring you into a classroom so you can talk to this group for 30 minutes. I need to get you on a Zoom meeting. This can be done if they want to in their own time. I bet right now you're thinking about that one salesperson or that line leader who really rocks it in a way that you just can't figure out how to replicate and constantly asking them to come talk to uh, learners is draining for both of you. So here's an opportunity to give them a platform to share their expertise. 
Now again, you'll need to create your policies, your processes, and your procedures to ensure that nothing is posted that isn't acceptable. That's okay, right? And the content should be reviewed before it gets put on that channel. But once you have that policy, process, and procedure in place, sit back and watch these learning opportunities create themselves. You're creating this video bank created by your employees without costing you any extra money. All of this is free. And then you're letting them share what they know is meaningful to being successful in their role. What they know is meaningful in ways to make connections for the organization. What they know is meaningful in satisfaction and engagement. Um, these are just the sky is the limit in terms of topics that your company influencers could post about, right? And the, the bank of information then that your new team members are gonna have at their fingertips that these folks are gonna be looking for and you have it all available to them is gonna be an astronomical impact in terms of ways to develop and engage and retain the team members that do not know a world where they can't speak to a smart device to have it do half of the stuff for them. So I am really happy to talk to anybody more about this idea. You can find me on LinkedIn, Amanda Mosteller CPTD. You can always shoot me an email, A-M-O-S-T-E-L-L-E-R at E-R-A-H-R dot org. Or you can reach out to us through our erahr.org website. But if you are wanting to think about how do I prepare my organization for the kids that are going to be entering the workforce in the next six years, and I create it in a way that develops them, then these are the things that I highly recommend you start working towards today. Thank you so much for listening. It is always a pleasure, and I will be back to talk to everybody soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Inside the HR Office podcast. See you next time.